Welcome to What's the Point. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to What's the Point. It is Monday, October 29th. The day of days. Why is it the day of days? Monday, October 29th. This is Gregory Cancron. Welcome to What's the Point. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely, Always beautiful, Amy Taylor. Good morning. How are you? I'm just fine. Just fine. Um, how are you doing this morning? No, I'm alright. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. A little hangry this morning, but um, I ate. So Why I'm... are you hangry? What's going on? What are you doing? Took too long to eat. Okay. And um. Kitchen was occupied, so I couldn't cook. I was cold because the temperature changed. Now it's cold. It did get cold <laughs> in Barcelona over the weekend. And now and I didn't feel like going outside to get anything to eat. You don't want to sit in an outdoor cafe. <laughs> no. So was, Although people do that anyway. Do you notice that? Yeah. They have their coffees, they have their beers, and they're in a coat sitting out there. And it's fine, and usually it'd be fine, but... You know, by the time I was ready to go, I was just hangry. And I was angry and annoyed and hungry. Hangry. Angry, annoyed, and hungry. Yes, and I started keto again, or low carbs, high fat. No carbs, high fat. Yeah, and so I couldn't just make a sandwich. So I'm just sitting there. I got to cook something. So the whole thing was just a perfect storm. Oh, my God. And you had to wait and wait and wait until the kitchen cleared. Yeah. You know, and uh, I can't just go to any restaurant or any place and get takeout because everything is bread based rice, you know, Correct. sandwich or Correct. something. That's the one thing. If I was vegan or, or gluten free, it'd be fine. Gluten free. But being low carb, there's like no... No commercial uh, establishments that, you know, cook low carb, you know? Just to give you an idea, it was um, last week when we um, uh, uh, when we were taking the kids to school in the morning and things of that nature, it was probably about 60, maybe 65 or so. Mm-hmm. And during the day, getting up to 73. Today, it's 44 this morning. <laughs> I know, just out of the blue. Uh, going up to 51 today. And like for three, like all morning, our door was open because they were doing work in here. And um, so as soon as we went back to, to the bedrooms, it was freezing. I have on a Absolutely. sweatshirt, you know, sweatpants. It is cold. <laughs> and I refuse to turn on the heat. I, um, you know, turning on the heat is kind of a big deal here in Barcelona. <laughs> there are a lot of appointments, apartments that don't have heat. Correct. So, you know, it's, it, 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 because it, it seldom gets really that cold. It gets cold no, enough. No, it gets cold. 
But the way they build built the place, um, how it's it re- huddled, it retains heat. It retains heat, correct? Um, and I refu- and there's no thermostat on our heater. Okay, correct. It's either on or or off. off. And when it's on, it's on a hundred percent blast, blast okay. and it'll get. Hot yeah, those radiators. We have radiators. <laughs> yes. And they will heat up and they will keep pumping this times that we've forgotten or gone to sleep and left them on. And we're burning up in here. Yeah, it's like a sauna. Not a steam room. A, a sauna. sauna. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Dry, hot heat. Uh, the temperature is going to be stabilizing in the mid to upper 60s. Tomorrow, 62. Uh, Wednesday, 61, Thursday, 64, 66, 68, 69, 67, 69. So it's going to stabilize right around 70 um, as the as time goes on. But um, I can I can honestly say that we have seen the last of summer. Yeah, I would say that. I would say so. And good riddance to that, too. Yeah, because it was so hot. This was an unbelievably hot summer. We this is our third summer in Barcelona, and the my, hottest by far wasn't even close. I can't even imagine if if it would have been this hot the first summer that we came to Barcelona, I might have left. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was especially yeah. when there's not that much AC around. Not um, a lot of people have air conditioning. And um, you're on the street so much, you know, you're in the city, we're in the city, so there's not, you don't have a, we don't have a car, so we're not jumping in the car to go to the store. We're walking everywhere. Correct. We're walking to the parks. Everything is Correct. outside. So you go outside and you're like, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you have a T10 card on you? No, and then can you imagine going into the subway system? Oh, Forget it. Yeah. Give me a T10 card. I'll jump on a bus and just sit there in the yeah. air conditioning, you know? Yes. So um, anyway, the, it's uh, everything's starting to stabilize now. Here we are in the studio. It's, it's pretty comfortable here, and um, everything seems to be doing pretty okay. And let's talk about um, our meeting today. We have a big meeting. My son's teacher wants to talk about his progress. Oh, boy. And, um... Okay, I'll give you an idea. Um, the first year that we were here, my son is very stubborn, extremely stubborn. The first year that we were here, he went to school for the year, and by th- he was in there for uh, September through December, you know, the, the um, Christmas break, came back. We had a meeting in, I guess, February or March or so? Yes. And the teacher was very concerned, very concerned, extremely concerned and said she had a list of doctors and specialists we could see. Yes, she did. And she said, I think that your son is either deaf or very hard of hearing. (laughs) We said, what? What? What, what do you mean? If, if, if I whisper, all right, I'm, I'm going to make favorite chicken tonight, and he's three rooms away, you'll hear him say, favorite chicken? <laughs> favorite chicken? <laughs> he hears what he wants. But for the first year, the teach, he was so checked out of school that the teachers 
really they made an assessment and figured he ha- it has there has to be something medically wrong with him <laughs> because no one is that stubborn or checked out yeah. in school. They'd be like Ensor, Ensor, and nothing. And he's just in the corner by himself playing <laughs> with his toys. He was very nice. He didn't. Yeah, he's that. very nice. They <laughs> said they said he's a wonderful kid. He's. He's very cute. He's got a great smile. And he's sweet. He doesn't give anyone any trouble. He's a sweet kid. But he's deaf. <laughs> but he can't hear. It's probably because, you know, of his, his hearing disability. He doesn't have any disability. We were like, oh, my God. He's just, he's just biding his time until it's time to come home. Like, he's just totally not there. So we had to talk him into, dude. You gotta be in school. You gotta, you know, and it just shows you your physical body can be somewhere and your mind could be somewhere totally different. He was in Playland, Imagination Land, for a year, for almost a whole year. Do you know what mental strength that takes to totally disregard your environment? Yes, your classmates, (laughs) everybody, you know? Oh my gosh, my baby. So So, this year. We get to see... Now, last year was a better year for him, right? Yes. I mean, we told him at the beginning of the year, hey, look, you know, they they weren't... They almost didn't let you out of P5, pal. Which is kindergarten. Yeah, they almost wanted to... The teacher was like, he needs to come back. But my feeling was that, you know, and, and I think you agreed with me that it wouldn't do any good because he wasn't getting the kind of... Attention. attention that he needed in order to make a difference for the next year. Yeah. So let's move him up and see if he get, if they can if another teacher can can help motivate him, him. Yeah, and get, and maybe get him uh, because they have tutors and stuff like that in the other school. And part of it is that my son is very stubborn. He speaks English. <laughs> he's an American, and he came to Spain, and he was very upset that he had to be in another country, and he was upset. That he had to learn another language and right. he resisted it. Yes, he did. Um, you know, he did everything he could not to learn Spanish or Catalan. Um, like I remember one day and I was he was like, Well, why do I have to speak Spanish? I was like, Because you live in Spain, sweetheart. <laughs> well, I wanna speak Spanish, he says. I wanna speak English. I want to speak American, he says. I was right. like, you can do that at home, but you got to learn the local language. And he was very, very, very um, resistant yes. to it. So we, we took advice from uh, people. Everybody's, when we were moving, they were like, oh, he'll pick up the Yeah, language. kids, they pick it up quick. <laughs> they'll, they'll be speaking like natives in a year. Yeah, six months. I mean, I've heard people tell me six months. Yeah. It's been two and a That's half. That's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it really is. Because my daughter is a social butterfly. She couldn't wait she bided her time. She couldn't wait to be able to speak the language so that she could rule, like, you know. And gossip and talk. Yeah, and, you know, that's her thing. And and form coalitions. Mm-hmm. You see what they're doing with the dance-off mm-hmm. thing, the coalitions that, that are formed, that, you know, and she's all the way in. And it, you know, and she's not fully fluent. I think Sydney is of the mindset fake it till you you make make it it. (laughs) so she speaks and i think that 
people understand about 70 to 80 percent of what she says yes and she and just, she understands about 70 to 80 percent of what's coming at her correct so but you know it's coming at her in in a native tongue and it's you know it, there's slang there's all kinds of stuff that's you know thrown in there so it's it's not just learning words and so forth like and another thing she can't translate no we ask she, we, if you ask her um to translate what somebody says she can tell you what it's about but she can't actually tell you word trans- for word. no no i'm like sydney what is she talking about i don't know i'm like dude you've been going to school for t- you how do you understand geometry how do you- and she's really good at geometry yes. how do you understand science how do you understand these social things? studies yeah how do you do it if you can't if you don't know what she's saying if the girl at the supermarket says something and you're like i don't know what she's talking about <laughs> right so, yeah. So, you know, but to be honest with you, you know, I think it's a lot of times it's just laziness. You ask her, what does she say? And she's like, I don't know. She doesn't want, she's lazy. She doesn't want to say, want to put it to English, what is said. She understands Spanish and Catalan as a Spanish and Catalan person understands it. She turns off. The English, English when she's that's yes. right, and she clicks in to Spanish and Catalan. Now she understands what's being said. She's part of what's going on. You know, and her and never her friends. The two shall and that's right, and it doesn't. She doesn't translate when she talks. Mm-hmm. She just talks. She's getting better though. She's starting to be able to switch back and forth a little bit. Yeah, English and Spanish. Um, like she's speaking to her friends playing Fortnite. And she's um, or playing Xbox and they're speaking and so forth. And then she'll talk to Enser in English. Right. Like back and forth. The one, you know, without missing a beat. Right. So she's getting better. Yeah. But it's not easy. Anybody that tells you that. They'll pick up, pick it up in six months to a year. No, that's not true. I haven't. I haven't found anybody like that. And we've spoken to a lot of expats, a lot of immigrants here in Spain. And if. The What's the difference between that, an expat and an immigrant? What's the difference? I don't know, but <laughs> um, I think an expat is someone who might not stay somewhere. You know, you're here for a while and okay. you might not. I know expats who are here for 20 years. 30, 40 years, yeah. <laughs> well, then I guess they're immigrants. I don't know if there's a time period okay. to be an expat, but you know. I think if you're an American, you're an expat. But if you're Mexican, you're an immigrant. There you go. (laughs) There you go. That's how it works. Well, Uh, we're immigrants. And we recognize the fact that we are immigrants. And and that's that's what we are. So um, there's a lot of immigrants and expats who move from different countries, whether English-speaking, French-speaking, um, German speaking. Correct. I mean, just all over because kids are here in Barcelona. A lot of Chinese people yes. in this area. Huge amount. Lots As a matter of, of fact, um, Enzo's best friend is Chinese. Yeah, and the n- neighborhood where his school. And so comes in. home, and I'm saying, did, so uh, Enzo, what did you learn today? In English, please. In English. You know, he didn't learn any Catalan or Spanish. But his best but he, friend. Yeah, but he's he's becoming quite fluent in Mandarin. I know, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's just, you can't.
can't write this stuff. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So yeah, he um no expats who come here with kids mm-hmm. is it is is easy. No, they all are like you know they need extra tutoring. Correct. You know we put or they put them in the, in the American schools. Correct, but I'm not spending twenty thousand euros a year per child to go to American school. You go learn this Cadillac. Yeah, <laughs> you go yeah. learn and, this and Spanish. And I mean, this is where you live. You know, <laughs> this is where you function. You got to learn the language. So, yes, there are options. So if you want to immigrate to Spain or pretty much anywhere in the world. I also know people, not to interrupt you, I also know people well, well, who have well, been you here. Did, you did interrupt me. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I know people who have been here for 25 years and don't speak a word of Spanish or Catalan. Well, yeah, same same like the States, ain't it? You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of... You can function. People will default to English in a lot of areas of Barcelona. Yeah, they'll help you. They'll help yeah. you out. And But it's not like that in other countries. And it ain't like that in Yidia either. In, then, in, you know, in, in inside, if the further in you go outside of the city of Barcelona, you're gonna get people who are more um, adamant about not accommodating your language because yeah, you know they what don't they don't know it. where to start. Yeah, and they don't speak it. And if you think about it, the amount of different languages that come to Barcelona or come to these cities, how could they know all of them? Right. You know, there's English, there's Spanish. Even though, when we first got here across the street. Um, from our apartment that we stayed in, they have these corner stores. Corner stores very much like New York City. Right. Every there's two two on every block. Right. Where it's like they're all owned by immigrants. You know right. what I'm saying? Are you talking about Johnny's store? Yeah. yeah. So he had a liquor store, and he was um he lived right across the street. He got to know our kids really well. We still go down there and visit, yes. even though we don't live in the neighborhood anymore. Right. He was so nice. Yeah. Um, he is Indian. Yes. He was from north, the northern part. North of Delhi. Yes, the northern part of India. So he has a liquor store. Yes. And he spoke English. I mean, like, Very fluent, well. fluent English. Yes. And then, so I'm like, wow, he speaks English. Cool. And then when a Spanish person comes in, he switches to Spanish. And he's totally fluent in Spanish. Correct. And then when, what really shocked me was a French tour. Um, That's right. Uh, French French customers came in, and then he switched to French. I'm like, holy perfect, smoke! Perfect French, because you know they they want to buy booze. You know, he's he's making a recommendation. He's trying to upsell them. You know, what yeah. I mean? he's, yeah. And and he is in perfect perfect French. I don't know what other languages he speaks, but I was. He very also surprised. speaks um di- a dialect, a couple of dialects of India. Correct. I mean, it's that's just, where he's from. You know, yeah, I mean, so that's his normal language. Little bit of Indian. <laughs> but I speak um, Jamaican. I speak Patois. Yes, you do speak Jamaican. I speak Patois. Yes, you do. And I speak English. Yes, you do. A little Spanish. You speak quite a bit of Spanish. Door. Yes. And a little Catalan. And you speak a decent amount of Catalan. I think you understand a lot more Catalan than you speak. Yeah, and I haven't practiced in a while, so of course I'm losing it. Right. And I'm not watching Spanish television anymore. I'm all on Netflix. So Yeah, I'm you really... got to get off of that. <laughs> so when I watch TV, it's all Netflix right now. Well, it's yes. because the um, TV got blown up. Yes, the TV did explode. <laughs> and, and, so... Did the oven this past weekend. 
I don't know. Look, I'm not going to pass judgment. I'm not going to pass judgment on things. I'll say this. Coming coming to Spain and moving to Spain, I realized that in America, America's a nanny state. The state takes care of you. Okay? It does. I know that there's a lot of stuff talking about, you know, personal responsibility and this, that, and the other. Let me tell you something. The country as a whole, it takes care of people in in so far as um, if you do something for the public, if you are providing a product or a service for the public, although it's not perfect, there's a lot of things that you take for granted. Right. You know it's going to be safe. If somebody's selling it, chances are it's not going to kill you. Chances are it's not going to make you sick. You know, if you're walking on a sidewalk, chances are there's not going to be a hole that you're going to accidentally fall through. If you're walking up, you know, there's building codes that have to be adhered to for the most part. Correct. Not in Europe. I am sure they have building codes. But I think because it's so old and because a lot of things are built at different times, there are different standards at any one time. That's right. And I think that, you know, they're all about building on something. They don't they won't knock it down. They'll just fix the problem. Correct. And that problem that they fixed, you know, it's still shelled in a in a casing that might be 100, 150 years old. For instance, we had a dishwasher. We were sitting in the kitchen, and the dishwasher wasn't working a little bit. So, you know, we're kind of like, oh, what's wrong with this dishwasher? And we tried to, because it always messes up. You know, I hated that dishwasher. So finally, I was like, oh, let's call the repairman. Um, It's saying there's a leak in in the dishwasher. Now, why would there be a leak? You know, we're all upset. We turn on the dishwasher. Five minutes after we turn it on, we hear, boom. Yep. I was like, what, what the, the heck was that? I said, I think it's a dishwasher. And I then I start up. smelling. We opened it up and a puff of black smoke <laughs> came out of, the, out of a wet dishwasher. I was like, and then all lighting, all electricity went off. Our, um, what do you call that? When the, the circuit breaker. The circuit breaker tripped. Mm-hmm. And then we opened the door to our apartment. The elevator was dark. The hallways were dark. Right. We went outside about and an hour later, and all streetlights were out. Our whole block. And was I was. Going? I said, "Was that out of dishwasher?" <laughs> that took off half out half the block. I don't know. To this day, we don't know. But you but know, that's what happened. We had a that a shouldn't blow be up. possible. No, it shouldn't be. <laughs> okay. I, there's I mean, no situation where a dishwasher, it's a dishwasher, it has water. Yes. I mean, what? however they built that, yes. there is no way possible right. that dishwasher, water, have a leak, should have been able to get to a hot electrical wire. There's just, that's a, that should be impossible. Correct. Black smoke coming out of a dishwasher. I've never seen that before. And I'm going to tell you something else. Um... Nowhere do I see um, a, a, a caution monitor that says that if you use this dishwasher <laughs> in a certain way, it'll blow up <laughs> and take out three city blocks with it. Correct. It's not in the manual. No. Like I have, I have a friend. She's um, from from England, and she has an apartment. 
she came home from work one day and the whole whole building was dark. The whole building was dark. She goes in, everybody's out in the hallways, you know, talking, talking, trying to figure out. They get an electrician, the one that services the building. He comes and they're like, well, what's going on? How can he's like, I don't know. And then he leaves. (laughs) They're like, well, what do you mean you don't know? He's like, I don't know what's the problem. He's like, everything should work. (laughs) They were like, but it doesn't. He was like, I know. And it's like, well, what? You know, it's stuff like that. It's things like that. And there's always things like that. It's a lack of guardrails. It's a lack of handrails. It's a lack of, you know, you're on your own. Yes. And that's what I mean when I say in America, they wouldn't, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be like that. They give you a key to the roof of the building, okay? <laughs> so you can go up there. It's beautiful. So you can go up there and, and, and hang out. It's You know, it's the roof of the building. And there's no guardrails. The, I mean, it's like only about maybe knee high, <laughs> and, you know, to the ledge. And no rails, no nothing. You just got to watch it. I'm Otherwise, like, you're going to plummet. Off Six the top stories. Of That's right. And then, you know, the ceilings are really high, so it's really like eight, eight nine stories. stories. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you got to be careful. And that's what I mean when I say yeah. that America, you know, you couldn't, ha- you couldn't give residents the key, key to, the, to roof. the roof if you didn't have proper, proper guardrails and That's to right. make sure Hand that people don't so accidentally so fall. Correct. I see these balconies. Yes. There's balconies everywhere. Correct. And it's almost like... You know, some of them ain't high enough for me. Right. Like, I was as, at Sydney's party. All the kids were hanging off. I swear to God. I mean, maybe, maybe it's a mother. You know how mm-hmm. what's really happening from what, um, what you think is happening. Right. I came from a store, and they had opened up Sydney and Enza's um, door. To their balcony. And it was like four kids out there right. throwing things at people. <laughs> off the balcony. <laughs> It wasn't nothing like hard, but like paper. Yeah. You know? And then giggling and laughing. Right. And I walk up and I see them and I'm like, oh my God, somebody's going to fall. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm I'm freaking out. I yell up at them. And then for them to hear me, you know, Enter has to lean over just a little (laughs) bit more. I'm like, get in the house. Oh God. Oh God. So, yes, Barcelona, Spain, Europe as a whole, watch out. Yeah, yeah. Look at, look at what happened. As, as nice as Switzerland is, as nice as the German oh, Alps and, are. And those, those are mountains. Those are huge <laughs> mountains. Hey, look, you're on your own up there. <laughs> you know, you misstep and off you go. Mm-hmm. There's no warnings, no there's, handrails, no nothing. There's no slippery wet wet. Yeah, slippery wet wet. <laughs> Come on. There's no watch your head. <laughs> right. There, there's, you're on your own. So I really had to learn to, and the kids have to learn. To be, to, to the kid who doesn't pay attention and, 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 is, and is careless and stupid about things really? doesn't make it to adulthood. Yeah, they'll get hurt. Yeah. But they learn fast. Yeah. They learn fast. Man. Yeah, they, they realize that it's like, whoa. Yeah, you don't, you don't see kids running out into the street. No, no. You know what I because mean? Because these buses run right alongside I the sidewalk. I saw a tourist almost got <laughs> hit by a bus. I saw that the other day. You know, you can't be stupid out here. You, you understand? And that's what I mean. I mean, 
like I said, I that was a big difference coming to Spain and coming to Europe and yeah. seeing just the different safety and things are safe. Even our kids had to understand that because our kids were um did a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we used to spend summers in New York, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks of every summer in, in Manhattan. And um, they were used to city uh, yeah, atmospheres, city downtown Atlanta, stuff like that. But, you know, there's more room there. You know, these are these tight. these cities are tight here. They're older. There's a lot of streets that, you know, if you have like a pickup truck or something, you can't go down the street because it's too narrow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this this is how it is. And so what happens is these buses, which are regular bus size, they're huge. Their bus lane is pretty narrow. So they're literally running what four to six inches from the curb yeah. maybe yeah. so you and there and the way the curb is the curb is the the street is on an angle so that it'll drain mm-hmm. so the bus actually leans toward <laughs> the, the you know what i mean yes. toward the sidewalk yes. you gotta stand back otherwise even stand on the sidewalk you could get hit by a bus. Yes, literally. Yes. You, you, you can get hit by a bus yes. here. So you have to, you know, these are things that you have to watch out for and you have to be cognizant of. Or, or walking in the small streets of Bourne or in the old city, there mm-hmm. are no sidewalks. You are walking on the street Correct. where there are cars and yes. there are scooters and yes. there are bicycles. And you, killer, killer two wheelers, we and, call them. And you have to just be careful because I've heard of people getting hit by a bike. Yeah, and and badly injured so. by a bicycle. Yes. So you know th- these are the things that you have to watch out for, and um and and watching that dishwasher, I mean watching that oven blow up this weekend, you know at three o'clock. You got to understand we weren't even using the oven. It was three a.m. Everybody had. Going to sleep. You and I were were watching a movie. Yeah, watching a movie, or or kind of dozing in and out while the TV was watching us almost. Yeah, and we heard a loud bang. Boom! See, things love to blow up. Blow up, (laughs) yeah. And at first, I said, "Oh, must sound that sounded like um, something outside, or maybe one of my golf clubs fell." Mm -hmm. You know. And and then I said, "Well, all right, let me not be so lazy because it's it's three in the morning." Can I ask you a question? Totally different subject. Go. What are you doing for Christmas? What am I doing for Christmas? Mm-hmm. I have no... Boy, that, that was a... Hey, let me tell you something. You have a future in radio. That was a smooth <laughs> segue there, boy. Very smooth. What am I doing for Christmas? Where do you want to go for Christmas? Well, I wanted to November. take you. Okay. I wanted, as you know, I wanted to take you to um, Dar es Salaam in Tanzania. Yes. And, Af- and Africa. I wanted to go to Africa. Yeah. Why am I talking like that? I don't know. Is that, does that make me racist No, it that? makes you, it may, it's, a, it's just a very poor. Because uh, <laughs> uh, um, I'm not. Yeah, no, no. But uh, I, I just feel like I want to talk like that. <laughs> Go on. I feel like I when I go to Africa, I I go talk like that. <laughs> I probably shouldn't, right? Actually, it's very sexy. <laughs> but I sound like a guy. I sound like a guy. I gotta figure out how African girls speak. Okay. Because that's like a oh, guy. That's the African guy. Yes, that's, oh, his, okay, that, okay. that's a guy. Or it's like a French African guy. Well, French is the major 
Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, as you know, I wanted to go to Dar es Salaam. What country is that? Um, Tanzania. Thank you, because I'm and terrible that's with by, And then we would go over to Zanzibar. Okay. And spend some time on those beaches. are spectacularly beautiful. And I said, you know something? I'll forego. I'll, I'll fork up the, you know, the, the problem always is we're a four top. Yeah. It's, it's all not four just of you us. and me. It's four of us. And yeah. then there's, there's no break in the price for, for kids. No. They pay full fare. And these places are very far. That's right. And it's very expensive. Yes, they are. They're but I said, you know something? I'll go on ahead and I'll do it. And this was back. I said, let me go on ahead and like do this. February. This was back March. in February. That's right. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd like to fly into Dar es Salaam and um, go on ahead. They said, well, you'll, you can fly into. You can do into, a safari. Yeah, yeah. They and said then you, drive down. They said you can fly into um, Nairobi. Nairobi. And then make your way down from there. And I said, oh, that sounds great. You can, you know, you can hop another plane or you can make your way down. And um, I said, okay, but that, that sounds great, and so on. They, and, and they gave me a price. It was kind of high. And I said, all right, all right. And now all I had to do was arrange my accommodations. And? There ain't none. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There are tons of apartment um, Airbnb-type things. There are tons of... Um, skyscraper apartment buildings. There are tons of all hotels, hotels resorts. resorts, and they are all booked solid. The and the, the ones that are available are so ridiculously priced. Yeah, that, about it six, was seven, eight hundred dollars a night for a one room. And I'm like, and they okay. won't let us keep the kids there. We'd have to take two. Yeah, you got to yeah. take you know. So that now you're at sixteen hundred dollars a night. Or else there was a, a couple of houses that were still available at eight grand a night. Yeah, but I mean, these houses are amazing. If there were yeah, they five are. or six um, a couples or families, like we could share the house because they're like mansions. Correct. And, you know, you could make it work with four or five families. Right. And, and figure if you're there for a week, eight times seven is 56. That's $56,000. No, no, it wasn't that much. It was probably like 8000 a week. You know what I mean? Ten thousand dollars a week. So five families, that'd be two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um Why well, saw one for eight thousand a night. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. It was <laughs> un- unbelievable. Well, but you know, they have these homes. But that- eight times seven being fifty six, and if you had say thirty, forty families <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can make it happen. If you had if you had you know, obviously that uh, uh that's quite a bit of money. Yeah, I wouldn't even look at that. But I've seen places at 10000 a week that are comparably right. nice. I mean, I'm not talking about 70 rooms, okay? Yeah. I'm talking about just... But I mean, even if you had five families, that would still be only $10,000 per family per week, which is... Uh, that's not... Ter- I mean, that's pretty expensive. But that's not... That's not outrageously crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know, when some of these vacations that we take, I don't think sometimes, you know, being that we do them in piecework, I don't think we really understand how much money it really costs until we come back and, and, and settle up. And we're and like, I like to keep it that way. And we're like, you know something? 
You know, I can remember just going to New York trips that cost us eight thousand to ten thousand dollars for a week. Let's let's not talk about that. And let's just talk about the wonderful so, feelings of, of okay, travel okay, and okay, seeing okay. different places. I'm just trying to say that 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 to to stay in a travel is spectacular expensive. place might not be such a Terrible thing if you have enough people, you know, like you said, 30 or 40 families. <laughs> yes. But I can never find a group. No, we can never find anyone else to do these things. So, you know, with the timing and so forth. Yeah. But so Kenya and Eastern Africa is out. Especially Christmas time. Okay. Christmas time. It is so popular down there. It is so booked down there. Could the, is it the, down they or told, is it over? Down. It's it's south and it's it's, it's actually um south of the equator. Okay. And um it it's so uh it's southeast, yeah. And 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 it's a long way. Africa is so big. You know, I I I was um I was uh made aware um some years ago about Africa and how they draw Africa on the map. They always draw it small. It's always small on the map. Even if you go to Google Maps, mm-hmm. if you're over the United States and you look at the scale, it's like two inches equals 800 miles. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you um, move your mouse over to Africa mm-hmm. and it's like one inch equals 1,000 miles. And that's why they're able to draw it small because they changed the scale. Africa, mm-hmm. Africa is... Uh, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, I did it. And I was like, it's, that's true. It, it does do that. And here's the thing. Africa has so many different countries and right. cultures. You know, who's really African? I mean, I don't think Africans identify with being African. No, they, they identify with being their tribe. Their tribe, that's right. You know, they are... Some of these tribes are like 11 million people, you know, 13 across, million people. Across yeah. country lines across mm-hmm. borders mm-hmm. you know so they might they're not gonna say they're ugandan they're not gonna say they're south african necessarily they're not gonna say they're guyan they're from guyana they're Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. Ghana. you know they're from ashanti they're from right. um yoruba they're yeah. from so um i'm really excited and really looking forward to going to africa um there's a to touching down on the continent somewhere. There's a yeah. lot of places I want to go and a lot places I want to see. Yeah. And for my American listeners, Kenyan Air, Kenya, Kenyan or Kenya, Ken, Ken, Kenya Air, Kenya Air has um, had their inaugural nonstop flight, unheard of, from Nairobi to JFK. Yep. And started last night, I think. Yeah, right? last night was the first first night. And um, they're having Delta. I think you can go to Delta.com. I think they're part of the Delta family. Oh, are they? Okay. And I saw a round trip from JFK oh my God. to Nairobi in November. I mean, it's like in three weeks. So, you know, right. but make it happen, guys, if you can. For two hundred and like thirty dollars round trip, it's an it's one round of the, trip. That's insane. That's insane. You know what I mean? If you can somehow go to, I think it's Delta.com. If you can make it happen, you got to take these things. You know, when they come, you got to take an opportunity like that. You really have to just take the time. Say, hey, look, I'm going to be away for ten days. Yeah, I think it's a ten. I think it is ten days. Take the kids. Take your. You know, you have kids. 
you're not going to, I don't think you will ever get a price of $230 round trip from JFK to like, Nairobi. I feel like flying to JFK. <laughs> Just to get <laughs> It'd be I, cheaper than flying from the from Barcelona to Nairobi. Yeah, right. But we'll we'll be get hours. Yeah. But the the best we're gonna get is probably around four hundred and fifty five hundred euros, euros, which is about six hundred dollars. That's right. So per person, Correct. man. If I was in the states, if, I don't care where in the states, I would make it to New York and get on that flight to Nairobi. Definitely. I will I will write a letter to the school. And tell my, my kids, 14th uh, grandmother has died yes. and we're going to make this happen. That's right. We're heading to the funeral in Africa. <laughs> oh my god. I'll my, bring you back a fucking drum. Da, 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 or let them know, know my my ancestor has died. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you that's the truth. So I would definitely do that and then when you get there do a safari, you know what I mean? Yeah, get into it because you you know that's a, that is truly an opportunity of a lifetime. It's something you'll never forget, and your kids will always remember. They'll always remember. And for two hundred and thirty dollars, U.S. dollars, unbelievable, US dollars, unbelievable round trip. That's yeah. like what a 10, 12 hour flight. Yeah. No, I think it's 19. But it's nonstop. Yeah, it's 19 hours. They can run nonstop for yeah, 19 hours. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a long way. So go to Africa, guys. Hopefully we'll get there next year sometime, yeah. 2019. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll go to Senegal because it's only a five-hour flight for us. Yeah. From um, Barcelona. We, you know, we can go. To, we can actually go to Africa in, in about two hours if we land in um, Marrakesh or, or somewhere oh, yeah. in Morocco or something like that. But that's not that's that's northern Africa. We're really kind of looking to go more um, in, in the southern part of the country. To Africa proper. Proper, yeah, yeah. We so, want to cross the Sahara. And anything south of the Sahara, we're okay with. The Dakar is fine, Senegal. Ivory Coast. Yeah. One of um, our Ghana. friends. One of our friends worked for um, the Spanish branch of the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. And he um, he was working in... South Sudan. The, yeah, South Sudan. Um, he built wells. He helped the local community there build wells for water. Right. And so he. And by the way, he says they don't need any more water wells. Did he? Yeah, he was like water wells is it just does it's it's not necessary. So he was here, and you know, think of it, okay? He's Spanish. He's he is a Spaniard. Speaks Spanish. He's a Spaniard from León. And he's sitting in my kitchen table and saying, "You should go to Africa." (laughs) And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I am like, yes. And he was like, it's. Fantastic. He said the best scuba diving in the world is in Sudan. I had no idea. Um, he uh, he just he showed us pictures of the pyramids Correct. in the Sudan. Right. There's, is it the Sudan or in Sudan? In Sudan, North and South Sudan. That's where the Nubian Empire was. That's where the pyramids were. The pyramids in Giza. That are in um, Egypt yeah. came after the pyramids in, in Sudan. Sudan. That's right. I mean, this, the history north. in in the Sudan and, and history, yeah. is, is amazing. Yes, it is. It is amazing, and he he's just like driving on these dirt roads because he's he's 
get in contact with tribes and people who live. Li- I mean, way when I say out, way out. Yeah, when I say in the middle of nowhere, I mean I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Like the middle of nowhere. Correct. He's in a one of these like Land Rover Jeeps. Yeah. You know, overland Land yeah. Rovers. Yeah. And he's driving. They're driving. I don't know seven eight hours across the desert. Yeah. To a, to an encampment. Correct. You know, to help bring them water, and he's right. like. um the the land is not fertile. It's all rock. He's like he doesn't even understand how they live in such an environment. Yep. But regardless, his um his job was to help the society. That's right. And so he was in Sudan for many many years. Yes. And he absolutely loved Loves it. Loves it. He said the people are so nice. Yes. They are so welcoming. Yes. And he says that you know as far as religion goes. There's a lot of Muslim, there's a lot of Christian, there's a lot of um, um, indigenous religions and practices, and everyone gets along. And nobody asks you what you are. They don't care. They just do what they do. They welcome you into their home. They'll cook for you. They're very hospitable. So, you know, he's the one that really kind of... Might need a tetanus shot before you leave. (laughs) He's the one that really kind of enlightened me about the Sudan. Because that was never on my list. You know, you hear... um, And now I look at the Sudan and I see all of these pyramids that they're redoing. Mm -hmm. And they're they're having um, people come in and and tour them and look at the the different artifacts that are in there and and so forth. And and the ocean, the coast... Is beautiful seas. The coral reef is unbelievable. Our, um, on the coast of Sudan, I Red hear, Sea, Red Sea. Is the Red Sea? Yeah, is just amazing. So, and then he's like, he has a lot of friends who lived in Kenya, who lived in Nairobi, who lived in Botswana before the yeah or Addis Ababa, and they would come down. Correct. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole world out there, people. Yeah, there's there a is. whole world out there that. People are... We're running way over time. We got to get out of here. One, Just one last thing. What was the... um, Tuesday, there was a big announcement. I saw Cheryl Lee... uh, um, What's the Texas uh, congresswoman? Cheryl... Cheryl, I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember her name. Um, uh, And some other Americans in Ghana. And Ghana says... They are opening up a welcoming for Americans um, if they want to come back to Ghana. They're going to help make the transition for any, and I'm guessing they're saying African Americans, to move yes. to Ghana. And um, Sheila Jackson Lee, that's her name. Yeah, they're they, they're doing some kind of initiative to really welcome African Americans who want to move to Ghana to build a life. Um, as far as they're going to make immigration extremely easy because welcome home. That's what they said. And, and usually you can only stay ninety days on your passport. And let pe- and, and now pe- they're saying you can stay on your passport indefinitely as long as you want. You, you can just become a citizen after six years, after but six you don't years. have to. Yeah, and you'll be able to find a job and you'll be able to find a home and honestly or open a business and honestly um look at the cities look at the neighborhoods in africa in ghana they are middle america they are malls they are golf courses they're modern you know angola is like one of the most expensive places to to live same with gambia so yeah. I, 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 that was the other thing. I said, look at the beaches at Gambia. Okay. 
let me go on ahead and, and, and take a look about um, going there. And Half a million dollars for an apartment. Unbelievable. And the, the uh, hotel rooms were almost $1,000 a night. Just, uh, it, it just un- unbelievable. The, the, you know, it, it's, it's happening. And, um, and Ghana's in a great location. Accra is a, it seems to be a, a, a quite an up-and-coming city. They just built a huge technology center. Yeah, so... Yeah. And they're getting ready to build another one for, with servers and things that, uh, you know, I think they're a, doing it. I think what people have to realize is that a lot of countries, a lot of cities have taken um, um, inspiration from America, from American cities, and from the American way of life, and they have recreated it in their countries. Mm-hmm. You know, there is the suburbs. Yes. There is the... The subdivisions with yes. the pool in the middle and the clubhouse. Yes. There is the high rises with the, you know. Yes. So, I mean, there are. Except it's all black people. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Africa, yeah. So, but it's not all black people. No, it's not. There's That's actually true. a large amount of Europeans in Who Africa. Also, yes, Germans, in- French. I mean, you will go to some of these countries and you will be the only black person. I yeah. mean. That's a story for another time. But right. the, the point is that these places are modern. A lot of them. Yes. Not all of them. No. But you can find um, options. Yes, you can. All right. So our option is out. Um, have a great have day. Have a great day. And, uh, you know, obviously this was a wing it day. We never really got to any um, of the topics, and it was kind of by design because today's been such a, a strange day for us. I'm not hangry anymore. And that's a great thing because you're so much easier to get along with when you're not. I'm a joy. I am an absolute joy. Okay, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.